to start on Matthew 24, verses 29 through 31. We're still discussing the moving on to the next phase. So we're going to go right into Matthew 24, verses 29 through 31. And the book says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the power of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth moan, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now, when this time comes, he said, after the tribulation. So he said, immediately after the tribulation. So that tells me that there are going to be a time of great distress before Christ come in the second advent. The tribes of the earth will moan because of unbelief and will suddenly realize they have chosen the wrong side. So apparently it might be that he can turn back to the nation of Israel. And everything, everything that they spoke against will be happening at that time. Everybody that spoke against the word of God, everybody that spoke against Jesus Christ, everybody that spoke against the prophets, everybody that spoke against the gospel, all of these things going to come back up. Hmm. And they're going to remember the things that they said against God. And they're not going to be able to change. Amen. Amen. Everything they spoke will be happening. And, and, and everything that has been spoken of by the prophet, everybody, everything that has been spoken of that reiterated by Jesus Christ, all of this stuff are coming to pass. And it would be too late for them to, to make any kind of changes. Ain't going to be no last minute changes, man. Everything would be settled at that time. Immediately after the tribulation, without delay, no more wasting time, no more God setting up another schedule. He's going to be on schedule. All decisions are final. It is judgment time. Every derogatory and belittle statement made about Christ and the Holy Ghost will come to judgment. Hmm. When the 
able to do to help. God got his way of getting attention, ain't he? Everybody's attention gonna be what's going on in the heaven. Nobody is gonna be uh, uh, just going about their daily business. Everybody gonna be wondering what in the world is going on in the sky. And then he said, and then God gonna show himself. Jesus gonna come in power. And in coming in power means God is ready to fight. This ain't coming back. This ain't coming back and get the church. You better hope the church is already gone. He's coming back to fight. He's coming back with significant detail to defeat the armies of the earth that would be surrounding Jerusalem. He done turned back to he done turned back to the nation of Israel. So when God had turned back to the nation of Israel, there is no more spirit of God looking through the Gentile nation to find out who want to be saved. If you didn't want to be saved when it was freely given, it's going to be highly impossible for him to come looking for you to be saved now. If you didn't want to be saved when it was easy, how you going to want to be saved when it's hard? Hmm. If you didn't want to follow instruction when it was easy, how are you worried you're going to be able to follow instruction when it get hard? When it get uh, uh, near death, almost impossible for you to follow instructions. So they're going to be surrounding Jerusalem and, and, and Satan and all his fallen angels and all his demons and all his unbelievers. All of them that following false gods, they're going to be surrounding Jerusalem. The sound of the trumpet always sounds at the gathering of Israel. He's going to sound the trumpet for the gathering of his people. So this sound will not be a strange sound to the nation of Israel. It's gathering time. It's gathering time of the Lord and the angel will go forth and gather the nation of Israel. And then all hell gonna break loose. Mm. It's going down. It's going down, people, in the word of God has left us word through the prophets. And here Jesus is reiterating what the prophets then already prophesied about. For a quick one. So to, 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 to prove what he's talking about, it reference to Zephaniah chapter 1. Go to Zephaniah chapter 1, verses 15. Listen what it said. Yeah. Zephaniah. Yeah. 
and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation. A day Oops, sorry about that, El. Which took their lamps 
and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessel and with their lamp. While the bridegroom tarried, they slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom coming. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamp. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered and said, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man is coming. So, here is a passage of scripture that tells us about a wedding. And it used the uh, analysis of a natural wedding to tell you to be ready for Christ coming for his bride. And in that natural wedding, Jesus gave his parable to clarify further what is meant to be ready for his return and how to live until he comes. In the story of the bridemate, uh, we are taught that every person is responsible for his and her own spiritual condition, not the pastor. You're responsible. Work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. It's your responsibility to try to get yourself to heaven. Jesus used the parable about a wedding. On the wedding day, the bridegroom went to the bride's house for the ceremony. Then the bride and the groom alone with a great parade returned to the groom's house where a feast took place. Hmm. Now, the bridesmaids were waiting for the parade and they hoped to take part in the wedding banquet. We waiting on Christ hoping to take part in the rapture. 
people to heaven, we must be ready or we will be locked out. Spiritual preparation cannot be bought nor borrowed. You can't borrow this. You can't buy salvation. Come on now. Your money won't do you no good. Amen. You can't buy and guess what? And you can't get it at the last minute. Our relationship with God must be your own. The illustration is simply saying everybody got to be ready for themselves. Amen. So you can't depend on uh, somebody else. You know, we got a bad habit uh, when we don't want to do what God said do. We always tell the pastor, pray for me. Pastor can pray for you all he want to. But if you ain't got, if you ain't got no get up to be saved, the pastor praying for you ain't going to get you in hell. That's right. You got to get some get up about yourself. This thing has got to be important to you. You can't be running on half full all the time. You run on half full all the time, eventually you're going to run empty. Amen. Amen. You got to have this, 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 this drive. This is a, this is an hour that we in that we must have this drive to be saved. We got to have this drive to want to please God. We got to have this drive to want to be able to get to heaven. It's not automatic. It's not because you in the building. Because being in the building is not going to get you there. You got to be in Christ Jesus. And to be in Christ Jesus, that means we got to be ready for salvation. That's why we have to work on ourselves on a daily basis. Amen. Amen. So don't be foolish. When you're being foolish, you're playing with salvation. Foolish means that you really don't care. Foolish means that you don't take this at heart. That you don't think that everything that you read in the scripture is that very important to you to be saved. Every word in here is important to be saved. And guess what? That means that therefore we must get an understanding of what the word of God is saying to us. Amen. So preparation is important. If you weren't prepared to go into the marriage feast and the door was shut, guess what? You were locked out. Now just imagine. When God come back for the church, now all of them now, they all of them slipped. All of them went to sleep. They we still in the natural, so therefore, guess what? We gonna sleep. We gonna lay down. We gonna close our eyes. But guess what? When you close your eyes, you better close them safe. Man. Because guess what? The way you lay is the way you got to get up. So therefore, we should try to practice at all times, seeing that the time that we're living in, we don't know what the next day going to bring. 
salvation. Because you still got to work it out. Don't let nobody fool you. God ain't coming back for nobody that had ready. We got to be ready. Let's go to Luke. Stress 
Jacob, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your head, for your redemption drawing now. Hell in high walk. Compassing around Jerusalem. The Gentiles turning against the Holy Land. All hell gonna break loose. Amen. So guess what? That tells me if he's talking about Judea, he done turned from the Gentile nation. Same with you. It'll cause you a whole 
church instead of being the church. Stop trying to get in the spotlight and put the spotlight on Jesus Christ. He's the only Savior. He's the only one that should be magnified. Saint speaking. I don't know. 
saint said unto that certain saint which spake. Did you notice what he called him? Saint. He called him saint. He didn't call him Christian. Everybody Christian. <laughs> but he called him saint. Amen. 
1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9.
the Spirit of God. Because we concentrate too much on our natural life. Hey, Elder. Yes, sir. I interrupt you, but uh, before you go, go any further, I, I've tried to make sure. But on that uh, 200, I mean, 2,300 days, that's actually 6.3 years. I think you said three. I said three, then. I yes. said three. Yeah, they are the whole nation. Yeah, that's the tribulation period. I was just pointing that out. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate it, Pastor. That's the whole tribulation. Yeah. So, but God revealed it unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him. So you can only know natural stuff. You can only know what your natural spirit, your sinful spirit, allow you to know, but it knows nothing about God. Think about it before you came to Christ. You didn't know nothing about God. I didn't know nothing about it. And 99.9 of us didn't want to know nothing about it. Amen. Amen. You didn't wake up and say, well, let me go inside. I'm going to go find God. Come on now. So he said, even so, the things of God know it no man. He didn't say some. He said, no man know the things of God, but the spirit of God. It's got to be revealed to you by the spirit of God. The spirit of God has got to reveal to you how to be saved. Or how will you be saved? Spirit of God will have to reveal to you how to get the glory. Or how will you get that? Everything that picks of a saint's life is being led and guided by the Holy Ghost. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak not in the word which man wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. See, we try to get caught up in the natural thing and try to 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 mix it with spirituality, and they don't mix. It's like oil and water; they don't mix. What God be trying to tell us and reveal to us is not a natural thing. He's trying to give us a spiritual mind, a spiritual way of living, a spiritual way of getting in touch with Him. A lot of folks are getting in touch with God because of God's love and kindness and his mercy. But what's going to work for you when mercy run out? What's going to work for you when grace is gone? You got to have the spirit of God working in you to get you up out of here. The closer we get to the end, the more we're going to have to depend on the Spirit of God. Or we're going to fizzle out just like the five foolish did. 
men. But why? Because they didn't have enough word in them to believe the word of God and allow the word of God to grow in them, to be a part of their life. We can't imagine all that God has in store for us, both in this life and for our eternity. God will create a new heaven and a new earth. Did you not know that we're supposed to be working towards being a part of that new heaven and that new earth? It's a bit, it'd be a shame that God make all this stuff new and then we miss it. We miss the glory of it. We miss the excitement of being in the midst with Jesus Christ. That's going to be a glorious time. And God said, I'm preparing that for you. And I am revealing it to you. So those that have got a serious heart and mind to make it in. I'm letting you know I got it stored up for you. But if we don't make it, it won't be God's fault. Because he left us a road map how to get there. The problem is, we don't want to follow the road map. We want to cut across the neighbor's yard. Instead of getting out on the asphalt and following the road. Until said that God will create a new heaven and a new earth and we will live with him forever. Until then, the Holy Ghost comfort and guide us knowing our wonderful and eternal future he gives us hope and courage to press on see the Holy Ghost will call you to put on a press if the Holy Ghost is active and working when it seems like you is about to fall out the Holy Ghost will send you a message he, you will get a dream the pastor will say something that's going to ignite you because the Holy Ghost is concerned about your salvation more than you are. He gives us strength to endure hardship. When you're going through, that ain't the time to give up. That's just, your hardship may be your testing ground for things to come. There are more tougher things that's on the way. That's a thing that we used to enjoy in life that we're going to have to do without. The thing we used to do, we ain't going to be able to do no more. And that's just not talking about sin. That's even talking about in this, in, in, in this walk with God. There's going to be some things we used to do that's going to be washed away. We ain't going to be able to do no more. Then what are you going to rely on? Are you gonna, is you going to be relying on the good times you used to have? Or are you going to be relying on the hope and the, the hope and the glory of God? Then one day you're going to see him as he is. What's going to be your reason for pushing and pressing on? Some folks can't serve God. Uh, some folks serve God only because they get good stuff. What's going to happen when you get no stuff? Now, 
yourself, I'm going to press toward the mark. I'm going to press through my hardship. I'm going to avoid giving in to temptation. This world is not all there is. The best is yet to come. And this is what we got to tell ourselves. This is not it. God has already told me that the best for me is reserved. Store it up. So this is not it. The Holy Ghost revealed the deep, the depths of God's plan only to those who believe and trust God's word. This knowledge cannot be grasped by the wisest of people unless they accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. This is not it. I got, I, I, I got, I got other places to go. You ought to be telling yourself, I got places to go and people to meet. And most of all, I got to meet Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, we got to get that concept that if things don't get any better in this life, we got a new life in the horizon. Those things that God said that we can't imagine what he got planned for. We can't imagine what God got stored up. But guess what? We'll never see it if we don't get there. In order for us to see it, we got to get there. Go to Isaiah 65, verse 17. to 
second Peter chapter 3 verses 13 and Revelation 21 and verses 1. Tell us about God creating a new heaven and a new earth. And guess what? Unless we work toward it, put forth our best toward getting there, we might not get there. If we don't stop making excuses, we might not get there. Amen. Take yourself. Take notice where you are. Take notice of what you need to do. And guess what? It takes a inner sacrifice to make it. You ain't gonna be able to make it off of your natural thinking. You ain't gonna do it. You're gonna, you, 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 you gonna miss the mark. You gotta get an inner sacrifice in you to please God to get to God's glory. He just, you think that all of these words and all these scriptures from the old prophets and those that, that was given uh, divine assignment and then Jesus came and Jesus went through all that he went through and died and rose and went to glory and then appointed his apostle to further go through teaching and writing to you that you would be prepared when he come back to get you to let all of this just fall to the ground. And you think that you just going to get there? I don't know, maybe you might think that all it's going to take is that uh, you're going to count up the days that you came to church. No, he ain't count none of that. He's going to count up the days that you served him. He's going to count up the days that you were faithful to him. He's going to count up for works. Go to Revelation 21 and 1 if you think that. I, I told you it was something. Revelation 21 and 1. 